Hello, everyone, and welcome to Happiness Through Hardship, the podcast. I'm Karen Sullivan, the founder of Pretty Wellness, a two-time breast cancer survivor, thriving with stage four disease, and author of the book that shares the same name of this podcast, Happiness Through Hardship. I'm also a girl who wishes on pennies. I try to see the good in everything, even when life is not so great. But sometimes it just takes a little more. And this podcast will provide you with what worked well for me, success stories of people that have been through hard times, and simple suggestions that brought hope, resources, and connections. I hope you've been able to catch our recent episodes, including the one with Valerie Gordon, 10-time Emmy Award-winning storyteller and founder of a career and communication strategy firm, who talks about figuring out your next chapter if you're uninspired or unemployed. Or last week's episode with Ann Cannon-Wilson, who shares her love story about her late husband, Don, and how they were incredible caregivers to each other through life's hardships, including menopause, cancer, and so much more. Now, if you've liked these episodes or others, please tell your friends and do me a favor, rate, review, and subscribe. Your efforts truly will help this podcast get noticed. And now, for this episode. Now, for those of you that are new to me, I made many lifestyle changes after my stage four diagnosis, and it's now been seven years, and I'm still a plant-based eater that keeps active and tries to be mindful, especially when life gets tough. So I thought today for this episode that I would share with you some fun and yummy substitutions that will make my holidays, let's just say delicious, and a bit more healthier than they were before. I'm going to raise a glass right now, and what it is actually is um, my Good Earth Tea. I love, uh, if anybody grew up in Minnesota like I did, there were restaurants called the Good Earth, and they had this spicy tea, which now it's been, I don't even know if they serve it there anymore, but you can buy it online. And so I drink drink it all the time, and I love it. I'm going to raise a glass, and wishing you guys a happy holidays. I want to share with you some of my favorite healthy substitutions. That way you feel armed going into the holidays. And listen, this isn't just about having healthy holidays. It's about considering, I know that the celebrations this year are going to be smaller. At some point, hopefully we will get back into having bigger festive celebrations. But nonetheless, it's about finding substitutions for that you would like, right? So when it comes to the holidays and eating clean, especially these winter holidays, I love a golden milk latte. So if we're talking drinks and substitutions, that's like an almond milk or an oat milk that you blend to make it frothy and add some turmeric in it. That's where the golden color comes from. So maybe try that instead of eggnog or tis the season for everything peppermint try a peppermint smoothie. If you're into essential oils, I like the doTERRA, they're edible. Peppermint, I'll add that to my smoothies. Oftentimes I'll do it with a green smoothie and my son and my husband like it. I have some on the website as well as in that e-cookbook that I have. Uh, You can get from prettywellness.com. Try homemade hot chocolate using some cacao powder. I really do love oat milk, but you can do it with any type of milk. I use Medjool dates as my sweetener. I sometimes use maple syrup and then put that in a blender and you've got homemade hot chocolate. 
Now let's talk about snacks. What are some healthy substitutions? If you're into like the big nut bowl, maybe try roasting chickpeas. Or my favorite, I talk about this all the time when it comes to healthy snacks, is hummus and vegetables. I Rather than a cheese plate, or even if you have a cheese plate off to the side, some sort of olive tapenade or olives and then hummus. And for the festive holiday season, you could add a few beets to your hummus and that makes it red, right? You could do green vegetables and red hummus. And of course, like I said, I do, instead of crackers, a lot of times I will substitute uh, fresh raw vegetables. I do that all year round. Uh, for those of, that might be going to, to small gatherings, I I always tell people just as a reminder, bring something that you're willing to eat that is healthy. And then, hey, bring a side that you, you know, or cookies or something that you think may not be as healthy if you feel like you need to do that. But I do definitely bring a lot of hummus, olive tapenade, and veggies when I was going to places. Now, when it comes to sides, we, I think, when I say we, I think as a society, or at least here in my house, love Love, love, love mashed potatoes. However, in recent years, we substitute, we make a cauliflower mash and you're really going to steam your your head of cauliflower. I sometimes do it because I have a ton of cauliflower that's frozen. I use cauliflower in my smoothies all the time. Uh, that's a little hint that I give people. It's frozen and you don't get much of a taste, but you get the nutrients. So I have a ton of, of frozen cauliflower. I'll even use that and steam that and then blend I use a hand mixer to make mashed potatoes. Add whatever you would add into your mashed potatoes, healthy or not, and you've got a cauliflower mash. If you're into those uh, roasted fingerling potatoes, try cutting up roasted sweet potatoes. I love, 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 love a plain sweet potato, even just baked. I've heard of people trying turnip fries rather than like potato fries. Now, I am not a meat eater, and my family doesn't eat a ton of meat, just a little bit. If you want to eat meat, it's a holiday. I get it. Just look for smaller portions. Look for organic or grass-fed. That is smaller sizes truly is going to help you. And then, of course, you're not going to feel as crazy, like, stuffed and stressed because of it. And then last, but certainly not least, because I am a girl that has always loved desserts, even now healthy desserts, I will tell people there are so many things you can do if you have a sweet tooth and it can still be healthy. I've made this homemade fudge that's made with cacao and coconut oil. Is it healthy? Okay, it's healthier. It's healthy-ish. But I will do that instead of, of chocolate brownies. The other thing is if you want to try a healthier version of chocolate brownies, I had Talia Pollock from Party in My Plants. She was on an episode earlier this season and she has a cookbook out and she has it online on partyonmyplants.com. She makes um, healthy brownies made with black beans and coconut sugar. And by the way, if you don't like coconut, it's just less processed sugar. It doesn't really taste like coconut. They're amazing. So look for, for, for desserts like that that might still be you know yummy and you feel like you're eating junk food, but you're not. I also make, if you like cookie dough, that e-cookbook I told you about, I've got this faux cookie dough or creative cookie dough. I'm not sure if that's something you would serve at your holiday dinner or New Year's, but know that that's something I would eat. And I think it's awesome. 
Now, the other thing I want to throw at you is, is this year for the holiday season, I think so many of us are doing things differently in the past. And, and earlier before Thanksgiving, I did an episode that was really fun with my best friend from college where we talked about starting new traditions. And some of those could be active traditions. Like my son and husband and I played wiffle ball in the backyard. And will that be a Thanksgiving tradition for years to come? Who knows? Maybe. What could be your Christmas or New Year's tradition, something new, something active. Uh, For those with little kids and especially dealing with presents, do some sort of scavenger hunt and at each location for the gift or for gold coins or something, have them do five push-ups and jumping jacks or things like that. Like come up with some ideas that aren't necessarily about food, but that you're creating substitutions that are activities. Even mindfulness activities. If any of you guys, I know a lot of the schools have kids in school. They're doing this um, social emotional lessons where there's a lot of a lot of mindfulness activities that the kids are touching upon. If that's something, and, and I don't want to give too much of a shout out to the the interview in a few weeks from now with the anti-cancer living authors, but, but they talked about how so many of the practices they've put into place, they do it as a family. And so if you're late to the game and of, of meditation, but you want to try maybe starting it with your family or a loved one or a friend, and especially during the holiday season, maybe you have a little more time to try out some things that you haven't, haven't done before. Now for my family, we have a practice that we do most nights. And for those of you that have listened to the podcast before, you know what it is because I also play it at the end of each podcast episode. And that is called The Grateful Game. My son and I started several years ago when I received a gratitude list book listing off most nights what we were grateful for. And this then led to, of course, my nine-year-old who was very competitive with me and we made it into a contest. Who could tell what they were grateful for and why each day? And this is amazing because as time went on, we noticed ourselves looking through the day and trying to find things that we loved or that we liked or that, again, at the end of the day in reflection, that we were grateful for. And so I encourage you all to play this with friends or family members, or, or even if it's just yourself, I will tell you, even anecdotally, though I know there have been some studies on it, but I can tell you from my own experience that when I tap into gratitude, when I've had my son tap into gratitude, it really has helped us bring more positivity into our life. And so I am going to leave you with my gratitude game for the day, which is, let's see, I always give people about a minute And so I'm going to give myself a minute. I'm challenging myself to that because you guys know I'm such a storyteller. So let me say, first and foremost, I am so grateful to all of you, whether you're listeners or pretty wellness followers or friends, family members, or just stumbled upon the Donate a Book event that we did early in December. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We reached our goal. We were able to donate close to 150 books to Gilda's Club And of course, as many of you know, Happiness Through Hardship, the book, half of the net proceeds go back to the Cancer Couch Foundation. And so we're able to give uh, a beautiful amount to metastatic breast cancer research through the Cancer Couch Foundation. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, 
Let's see. Oh, I'm coming up on a minute. This podcast, I'm so grateful for this podcast, this platform. It has been amazing for me personally and professionally. I am so grateful for the opportunities I've had through it. The guests, I've had amazing guests who are willing to share their stories. And then you guys, the listeners, thank you for finding me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing it with your friends. I hope that this has helped or some of these stories have helped keep you going and add a little inspiration to your day. And you know what? I'm going over a minute, okay? Because I am looking out the window right now and I want to tell you what I'm grateful for. You hear this a lot. I used to hear it all the time as a kid. The beauty of nature. I never realized how healing it could be and I am so incredibly grateful. After my stage four diagnosis, I literally, if you haven't heard the story, I drove myself to the beach and I just sat there to look at the waves because I was shocked, I was upset, and I didn't know what to do and I wanted to tell my husband in person. And so the beach just is a place for me when I look into the water, I feel this calming sense. And I know a lot of people, like if you go outside and you look at the beautiful stars on a clear night, a snowfall and how serene that it kind of makes you feel when you look outside at the white snow. I mean, you pick what natural beauty you love, but I will say for me, I'm incredibly grateful and I, I has such a different meaning for me now than it was as a kid. So anyway, those are my three. Like I said, I went over a, mi- a minute at that, but I love to be able to close out each episode and of course the nights um, with my son in bed. We still oftentimes play the grateful grateful game together. So I want to wish you a happy holidays. I really, 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 really know that this has been just an awful year in so many ways, although there've been a number of silver linings. And so for a moment, if you could think about what you're grateful for, whether it's in this year or it's just in today, because oftentimes it can help us put one foot in front of the other. And even as we are coming upon New Year's and we think about what we want for 2021, just take a few moments or maybe a lot of time, bring it up in conversation with friends, journal about it yourself, or just take a walk and think about what you want and how you can be more intentional so that you can put one foot in front of the other and hopefully reach those goals or milestones or whatever it might be. So I want to say thank you again for joining us today. I am sending you lots of happiness and great health. Happy holidays, happy new year, and bye for now.